Welcome to the Mastering the Retail Game podcast from SPS Commerce, where we explore the new rules of retail and provide real-world advice on how to win by learning from your peers and industry experts. I'm your host, Sam Olson, and in this episode, we'll be reflecting on experiences from our time spent at IRCE 2019. Though the event has been around for more than a decade, this year IRCE took place alongside Global Shop and RFID Journal Live under the Retail X banner at Chicago's McCormick Place South. These three retail-focused events until last year had been hosted in different cities and on different dates. But with all of them happening at the same place and time, there was pretty much always something to look at, listen to, and learn about. Today we'll be speaking about the experience with Tony Frasher and Matt Brolsma from SPS Commerce. They were both on site for the event and have their own unique perspectives on the major themes and takeaways from IRCE 2019. Welcome to the program, Matt and Tony. Good to be here, Sam. Thanks, Sam. So, uh, what did you know about IRCE before attending? What were some of your expectations of the event, and were they met? Thanks, Sam. Uh, this is Matt. Um, I work in sales here at SPS, so I was really excited to attend IRC for a second year in a row. And obviously, being e-commerce focused, uh, I, I guess my expectations were there'd be a lot of uh, really good conversations with customers, prospects um, around the topic of e-commerce. And what was really great this year, I felt over last year, um, was that the traffic was, and there's a lot more energy, higher traffic, and it had probably something to do with the fact that this year they brought Global Shop in with IRC. So there was a lot um, a lot more stronger conversations across the board, whether it was e-commerce or actually brick, some brick and mortar as well, too. Yeah, and this is Tony. I, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you there, Matt. Like, I knew going into it, and this is the first time that I have ever attended IRC, that there's going to be a lot of folks. So there's going to be a lot of partners. There are going to be a lot of exhibitors, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, obviously, an e-commerce focus. So there's going to be a lot of attention to marketplace trends and how do I sell online, but also the, the retail wholesale aspect as well. So, uh, and, and frankly, I also knew of other folks such as yourself that went there and had good experiences. So for me, it was, it was all about going to a new show, uh, and, and having as many retail-based conversations with professionals and peers of mine for two days. Really. Because I hadn't experienced before, I thought the same thing, Matt. Like, the energy was great. There was a ton of people on the floor, especially on Thursday. Like, it was like everyone was hitting the floor hard before they flew out. Um, that was great. Conversations were flying all over the place. And then the session content kind of resonated with me, too. So I went there and did attend quite a few of the sessions just to, to hear from folks that are, that are doing this kind of in the, in the trenches every day. So, you know, going back and forth between some of those sessions, what were some of the common themes you noticed at IRCE and at RetailX? What were, what were some of those e-commerce challenges that people were discussing? I know, uh, I know Matt definitely touched on it just a little bit that e-commerce was absolutely a theme that was uh, overarching throughout the entire conference. What was it that you saw? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of conversations around what are your strategy across channels, whether it's your own e-commerce store, whether it's marketplace, selling into wholesale retailers, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you go into these and there's always that thread that's kind of notable technology. So there's a lot of conversations, really cool conversations around blockchain, what's happening around blockchain that affects retail in ways that you can barely even imagine. And then uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, like all these buzzy, wordy type of uh, technology phrases. Obviously that had a presence there. You know, Amazon as usual, and it was, you know, it's interesting to hear different perspectives. I, I remember the session, I can't remember the, the speaker's exact name uh, and company they worked for, but uh, his perspective was, I have to meet my customer wherever my customer wants to be met. 
So like in his case, he thought of Amazon as a friend, where other people were directly thinking of Amazon as a foe in terms of the competitive landscape. So and other folks were like, Amazon doesn't compete because I have such a niche. So uh, just to hear different people's evolution versus I feel like a few years ago, it was nobody talk about Amazon unless you're gonna talk poorly of them type of a consideration. Sure, sure. Well, and that tends to be how it goes with some of those big buzzword topics as well. You know, they're they're big uh, they're big things in in the overall landscape, and you know, you can't really ignore them. So it's it's really interesting to go to conferences like these and hear hear the opinions of other people that are you know just kind of starting out in their journeys or who are starting to mature in their journeys, and you know, learn learn what, exactly what it was that they're seeing and learning. Um, and so I guess my next question for you would then be, you know, were either of you able to attend any of the sessions or, or pop-up talks? Um, and if so, what stood out among those talks? So Matt, I know you spent a lot of time on the exhibit floor, but I, I was able to sneak off and go to several of the sessions. And the general theme I would say is most of them were around, how do I myself become a better merchant? So it was like, how do I, what is my pricing strategy? So how am I competitive across channels with pricing and dynamic pricing? Uh, things like, how do I negotiate rates with carriers? Uh, FedEx and UPS, like that was a really refreshing, they actually had an individual that had previously worked at UPS that got up there and kind of knew the inner workings. And then it was explaining it to these merchants of like, hey, this is how you can go on the offense with someone like FedEx or UPS if they think they're kind of in control of your shipping rates to drive down your operational costs. And it Interesting. Was super refreshing, a lot of good questions and good content there. So that session really resonated with me. Um, but really, I would, I would summarize it as like those, there was really great attendance in the sessions with engaged folks that were trying to learn how to become better merchants by having conversations and listening to their peers. Sure. And outside of the the actual sessions in the exhibit hall where I was, a lot, you know, I had a lot of pop-up conversations, right? Customers, prospects stopping by the SPS booth just to kind of uh, talk more about, you know, what our value proposition is, what we can do for them. And it was interesting. There was a lot of key trends that I, I kind of captured out of that, you know, one being like this topic of end-to-end visibility, right? Especially from an e-commerce perspective where you have so many dropship um, orders and you have the consumer driving all this demand for how they want to order and get their order right uh, which a lot you know you think about the complexity there of receiving that order all the different parties that need to be involved to fulfill that to um, do it correctly um, just this the, again the visibility piece right from um, from order to cash all the way through that having a supplier be concerned about that uh, then you've got this topic of what I kind of call effective business automation everyone is trying to reduce manual effort, right? They're trying to uh, reduce amount of touches so that that order can get out faster, that shipment can get out faster. Um, and really what I kind of look at labeling this is effective, right? They're not just looking to do and automate that that process. They're trying to do it correctly. They're trying to get it to the right place. So they're going to try to get it into the right system, right? So if they get that order on, on, on Shopify, they're trying to get it into their accounting system. They're trying to get it into their their shipping like ship station, their other their shipping um, um, software, so so that it can be done as efficiently as possible. Um, and so a lot of those questions were stemming from, hey, wh what's our value prop? How do we fit into the equation? How can we help them do that? And mm -hmm. so a lot of interesting uh, conversations spun off of that. Well, and, and that's just it too. I mean, if it's a lot of people would argue that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the reality is, there are always places where you can improve efficiencies within your business and really those uh, can definitely start to scale and grow and before you know it now you're, you're just uh, 
and throwing money away. So I think uh, these conferences can be a great way to, uh, I guess, reshape the way that you look at your systems and hopefully try to find ways and learn from people that have been in the same spot. And absolutely, you know, I would even add to say that like there are so many options there, right? And there's so many cool, unique niche mm -hmm. solutions that you could mm -hmm. deploy and it's SaaS, so it's like deployable quickly, you know? And, and that was the other topic of like how many people are like still in some capacity running on legacy technology, old software, on-prem software. And it's like, how can we augment and use SaaS technology or cloud technology to try to make us more nimble to help us scale our operations? And the great news is for people who are listening now, maybe they have an intended IRC, there's so many options out there. Then comes the problem of trying to isolate and figure out which actual solutions are the fit for your business, right? Right. I would only um, imagine like you walk into the conference, you you see all these booths, and there so many of them are SaaS, and you think, oh, well, which one do I go to? That every single one says e-commerce, every single one says dropship. What what do I go? Where do I start? Right. right yeah. That's actually an easy answer. You go to the one with the sweetest swag, and then you just load <laughs> up on stuff. Right, like the t-shirts. That and that's my strategy. Basketballs, that sort of thing. But that's I mean, what yeah, that's what people missed out, right? Shopify had actually uh, like a mini golf course. Putting green. Yeah, so you oh, can go, go there and do that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, but in all seriousness, that's why you go to these shows is the energy and the optimism from the people that are attending. Like you're not going there and you're not going to run into people that aren't trying to get better and move forward in their business. Like they're engaged and they want to have the conversation. So they've got a dream. Um, you know, so then, and that just kind of brings me to my next point. So, you know, you're walking amidst all of these booths and um, between sessions, between pop-up talks, you know, inevitably you're going to run into other people. Um, were there any conversations, you know, with some of these retail professionals that stuck out to you in, in particular? Is there a particular person or, or even just a vague point that to this day still will kind of shape the way that you think about one of these topics? Yeah. I I had a couple that's, that stood out to me, Sam. First, one of them was just having a impromptu conversation with a, a supplier, manufacturer, that was simply asking the question, I'm already selling into wholesale retailer, I'm already doing this, I just wanna also sell on retailers' websites. So they're in turn basically saying, in our terminology, I wanna be able to do dropship. And didn't know exactly where to start, simply said, I just want a dropship system. And then you could sit there and have the conversation, uh, both what can SBS do for you, what can partners, what can other people do? But it's just like, a, hey, I have a really simple problem in my mind, and he's just looking for help to arrive at a solution. So, I mean, that's, that's an awesome conversation. And then I spent some time chatting up some of the students at the Auburn RFID lab uh, area. So what, what they've done is they've basically gotten funding from various retailers and then uh, other folks that want to contribute, and they spin up the uh, Auburn Labs, and they have a specific lab around RFID, and this spinoff of that lab was around RFID and blockchain. So they were looking at taking a fresh look at really what a lot of the business processes that SPS Commerce specializes in, and how do we make it so that communication in the supply chain, in the retail supply chain, is as effective as possible, so they're just applying completely new technology to it. I mean, RFID isn't new, but pairing RFID with blockchain and the type of visibility and benefits that could get. So, I mean, it was partially was beneficial because the idea was was neat and they had an awesome demo, but also like I'm, I'm talking to like a 19 year old kid that's passionate about this. And sure. I say kid like I'm some really old man, but <laughs> in podcast land, I could be an old man, you don't know. Uh, but like at the end of the day, these they, kids are super. They might start talking about blockchain, and you might get lost here real quick. I know, I know. know. This is like, wow, I 
when I was 19, I was not doing stuff like that. So their energy kind of soaks through to these professionals that are just seeing a kid get excited about what we do for a living. They're just trying to keep us hip and young, you know? <laughs> so, well, and then, you know, kind of following up with that. So again, you're, you're walking throughout the exhibit floor. Did you see uh, many SPS customers or partners? Yeah, you know, we actually had um, a couple, um, well, partners, customers, and prospects actually stopped by the booth here where, where I was, um, and it was really interesting. You know, we're at a, an e-commerce dropship event, right, that's centered on that. But the important part to remember in a lot of these is that's just essentially a single channel. Like, these companies are selling all over the place. In fact, I was one talking to a parts distributor. They manufacture saunas, and they sell sauna parts, right? And so they, they approached because, and they attended the event because they're launching their, their website. They're launching a, a, an online um, site for their customers to order direct from them. But, you know, once you dug into their, their, their business a little bit more, you start to realize they're actually shipping whole saunas, um, LTL, right? And mm. they're, they're getting them from Norway. And then on top of that, they have their own suppliers that they work with, that they place orders with, that are shipping in bulk to them, um, that manufacture these parts. Uh, then they have these dealers that they sell to, right? So the complexity is all over. And, you know, actually what you see at a lot of the show is all these solutions are e-commerce focused. But, you know, one of the great values of SPS is we bring it all together and look at the full supply chain to automate and provide, um, you know, the, the solutions to do that. So that was really interesting because it, it, it just allows you to see how complex some of these businesses are. And some of the times of the first interaction is just they're just looking for, like you said, that simple problem to solve. But then there's actually a lot we can do. To, to help them out so that was pretty exciting for me to be able to walk through that with a with a couple of companies sure well and, and here i thought that a, you know saunas were supposed to be relaxing it sounds <laughs> definitely a little bit no more kidding, complex right? now so well and then and then here's a good question for you so i mean personally you know i can go to these shows and you know after a little while maybe sometimes it starts to feel like they they they're all a little bit the same to a point but then usually i'll walk away from each and every one and and they'll just be something that that either really stood out or just honestly caught me off guard. What about IRCE at RetailX just surprised you? For me it was, and I had several conversations that kind of accumulated to this this thought, but you know, these folks are there, you got internet retail conference focusing on e-commerce, like they're there doing a lot of things to make themselves a better merchant, right? Like what does my e-commerce website need to look like? What's my marketplace strategy, et cetera, et cetera. And then it is still a very intimidating moment for these folks when they get that first wholesale retail relationship because they've spent their entire life optimizing how they are the merchant and then when someone else is the merchant how do i how do i collaborate and work in that business model whether they're drop shipping to a consumer on behalf of that retailer or selling into the store so in sbs commerce us kind of sitting in that collaboration between these these brands and these wholesale retailers in the most traditional sense, uh, that's really our wheelhouse, and sometimes we forget about the journey leading up to that. So it just kind of reinforces that message to me. Well, it just sounds kind of exciting. You know, you, you think about it, just even being in a room with, with so many people that have these drives and passions, how are you not gonna be just a little bit more motivated yourself, you know, when you leave? So, and, and that brings me back to, why are you excited to go back to IRC next year? I mean, I'm excited just 
as a continual touch point to get out in the marketplace and to talk with customers and prospects and you know even competitors and it's kind of just get a lay of the land of what's going on in the ecosystem right there's so much happening and it's super exciting and i think tony and i kind of alluded to that all these different options out there so it's a really good opportunity to do that um and 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 just get face time with customers right sure i mean you're really packing two to three months versus of market conversations and exposure in like two days like it's it's a crazy, crazy velocity of conversation and, and thought leadership. So um, that gets me excited to go to any of these events and the IRC definitely hit that, hit that for me this year. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely excited to go. So looking forward to it. Well, thanks, thanks a lot for the information today, guys. You know, it's definitely really, really helpful to, you know, not only for, for myself as your host, but also for everybody out there that either has been to the conference or is looking to go. Um, always great to get information like this and to, to really get it from experts like you too. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mastering the Retail Game. You can read transcripts of this podcast, review show notes, and listen to other episodes by visiting spscommerce.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing wherever podcasts can be found. Join us on the next episode of Mastering the Retail Game for more advice on what you need to know to win in today's consumer landscape. Until then, this is Sam Olson signing off.